Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Delora. We're back. We're back. (laughs) We are back. For yet another week off, kids. Apologies. Well, outside is open and there's traveling. The summer is upon us. So we love our listeners, but we know y'all busy too. (laughs) Me and Delora, we try to record from wherever we may be, but on occasion we have to take a actual vacation. And in this case, I took an actual vacation over to Chicago, had a great time. So I was going to say, what was your favorite part? That's a great question. I had so many. Um, Probably this pizza moment that we had at this place called Portofino's on the Riverwalk downtown. It was such a vibe. The pizza was so good. We got two pizzas. Like we ate one and then we're like, oh, now we're going to need a second pizza. (laughs) Those are the best moments. I love that. Some really good wine. Got some free drinks because the uh, one of the waitresses actually made her drink wrong for the table she was going to. So we're like, hey, we'll take those if you're just going to get rid of them. (laughs) So we had a good time and shout out to my girl, Cara, who lives there and showed us a great time, gave us a little bit more of a local feel this this go around so it was a great trip oh that's so wonderful to hear mm-hmm. so happy that you're now safe and sound <laughs> well till the next trip as of tomorrow I'll be in Atlanta but we'll still be potting guys no worries mm-hmm. well while we were gone we received several comments and I'm so so excited about these this first one is is from Touchdown W. Tay. This was on Facebook and a response to our Abbott Elementary and one of our very loyal listeners. What it do? Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, it says popular food that everyone <laughs> black loves that I dislike: cornbread. Mm. Give my mama a croissant. I'll be fine, but I love Abbott. Like Delora, this came at a perfect time where I just needed something light and warm hearted. Boom, Quinta to the rescue, which I'm happy she is prospering. Her BuzzFeed video when she was the chick who'd never been on a good date, wasn't accustomed to nice things, lives in my brain rent free. This show hooked me. The first half of episode one I was like oh great another office rip but this show is uh written so good Gregory was my least favorite character at first because he just seemed too gymish but getting more background on him made me like him and casting Orlando Jones as his dad was goat level 
So that had me rolling because I realized we forgot to bring that up, Ashley. Yeah, I realized that after I saw the comment too. I was like, yeah, I didn't even mention just his relationship with his father and any of that. So great points. Thank you for answering my question about the food that people may think is weird that you don't eat. I almost came from cornbread. It just depends on the cornbread. And I have to say some of the best cornbread I ever had, shockingly, was in Brooklyn, New York. So shout out to Renika. Time Out Market in Brooklyn. There was a restaurant in there that had some of the best cornbread I've ever had in my life. So, Oh, and so a couple more sentences on this, on his uh, comments on our episode. <laughs> He's like, I love all the characters. Zach Fox was so perfect. I feel like he should be the music teacher in uh, season three after they use season two to get Janie and Gray's relationship more intimate to shake things. <laughs> and then it says, I know y'all look at Ava as the Antichrist, but I died loving every time she came on screen and Courtney was my favorite kid. Great recap. So when he when he said that we called Ava the Antichrist, I was done. I was completely <laughs> done. Yeah, I didn't we, think we were that hard. Were we that hard? No, we just said she was trash at her job. And even Ava will tell you she's trash at her job. Shout out to Janelle James, by the way, who just got a new gig as a host of another ABC show. So yes. congratulations, Janelle. You're doing your thing out here. Award season is going to be tough for Abbott Elementary. But that's the same way her was saying about her boyfriend on the show. Like he was yes. terrible, but he was yes. such great comic relief. He has to stay on the show. So same with Ava. Ava's trash, but what would the show be without Ava? So when you move, <laughs> we move. Sorry, I'm tickling myself. All right, Ashley, you have a comment. Yes, this was one that came from YouTube. Again, guys, all of our episodes are also posted to YouTube. This was on our In Conversation with Jerika Duncan, journalist and CBS national correspondent. If you guys have not checked that out, please go back and watch or listen. Um, we got a comment from Hosea4 underscore six. Good interview. Much success to you both and Jerika. Thank you so much, Hosea. We so appreciate it. Please keep listening and giving us feedback. We love it. We love it. Thank you so much. All right, Ashley, I'm just going to go ahead and get started. We're going to have to do a mental, a mental health check-in, okay? Because, you know, like that Donald Glover song, This is America, it's, uh, it's been a lot of stuff going on. And I just want to know, how are you doing? I feel like I'm doing okay. I don't know if that's just me processing because I have some other major things that are going on at the moment that are kind of, I don't want to say distracting me, but that are taking my immediate focus, but it's devastating. I mean, the fact that all of these things have happened back to back to back, which we were talking about a little bit off mic. And I just feel like some of the rhetoric you hear is not really helpful. Like I heard somebody say, oh, we're going to see, continue to see an uptick in this. That's not easing anyone's mind because we already have seen mass shootings happen over the years and there's been no real gun reform. There's been no real resolutions to any of these things. So it almost starts to make you feel a little bit hopeless, at least as a normal citizen, um, because you do wonder what will change. Are we going to continue to have this? I think I said to somebody, it feels like we're almost starting to live in like one of those 
movies or TV shows that we'll watch where we've just devolved as a society into a different level of chaos, it's starting to feel a little bit more like that to me. And that's not a good thing. Again, I'm just, I'm probably just a little numb right now. How are you Um, feeling? I don't think I'm okay today. Um, So with the shooting in Buffalo, New York, I saw it and I kept going, right? I was in a state of numbness. I don't think I spoke about it until like Wednesday, Thursday uh, to my girlfriend, Aaliyah. And it's just like, just leave us alone. <laughs> just leave us alone. These uh, mostly elderly Black people were minding their business, going grocery shopping, and they're attacked in such a vicious way is just so heartbreaking it's like you don't want that for any of your loved ones especially when they make it to those older years you know what I mean and just doing something as every day as going grocery shopping minding their own business you don't expect anyone to go to the grocery store and not return home because there was a mass shooting yeah and then and then with the shooting that happened in Texas yesterday I'm really sad I'm really sad um, just because you're supposed to go be able to go to school in peace. And today I didn't even take Amara to school. She stayed at home with me while I worked mm. um, because there's a cold you need to get into the school. But the first thought that came to mind was, is that door bulletproof? Yeah. And I think this is my first time crying about it, but it's just, it's just very sad. And it really is impacting me more than, I mean, I don't know. It's just not to say other events hasn't affected me, but it's just been a lot going on and it's just really sad. So I just think it's important to acknowledge everyone who's lost a loved one, mm-hmm. um, especially in these massacres. And we we understand what's going on in the world, and we're we're here to talk about things that aren't as meaningful, <laughs> but. They mean something does because we love pop culture. So there's value in what we love because there's no such thing as guilty pleasure. But we just want you to know that we are very much aware of what's going on in the world. Um, and we're just going to have some fun. We're just going to have some fun. So yeah, we are human beings who are living it just like you guys, but we are, we try to keep it as entertaining as possible to be that levity that you may need in your day or in your life to kind of push through because Lord knows it has been a lot. And Laura, I think to your point about feeling a little bit more, I mean, you're at a point where you do have a young child. So obviously these things are of this caliber. You can put yourself more into the, sh- the shoes of those family members. So definitely prayers to everyone who's been impacted by these tragedies. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know everybody saying prayers aren't enough these days and I get that as well. Yes. But we are just giving ours. Absolutely. So speaking of 
America and capitalism. I'm taking this headline from Food and Wine. Walmart apologizes for Juneteenth ice cream after criticism. So while we were gone, um, (laughs) someone posted on social media that the Good Value brand was pumping this celebration edition, Juneteenth, swirled red velvet and cheesecake flavor ice cream. And we're just like, are we really going to commercialize Juneteenth like this? Yes. Corporations are, yes. I I don't know why we would think this is off limits. Nothing else is off limits. You go to even Target during these moments and they have their small little section of merch that's supposed to be for these things. I mean, it didn't shock or surprise me whatsoever. The thing that I just found comical was that they thought that we were going to somehow buy into it. Like, oh, it's Juneteenth. Let me get the Juneteenth ice cream to take to the picnic. So I'm not going to lie. I got this right here from Target. I'm showing Ashley my podcast journal. And on the cover says, I am Black, intelligent, resilient, innovative, important, powerful, influential, unapologetic. Okay. I, I did get this from Target. But-, but was it specific to the Black History Month section? Or did you get it on a random Target run? It was a random target run. That's the difference. That's the, yeah. This is direct <laughs> targeting and direct advertising and putting these images out here specifically for this holiday as if they actually care about us, the culture, anything versus just selling some ice cream and other products too. I saw wine labels. I saw a few things and I was like, okay. It's, it's the decorations for me. Yeah, it's like, funny. It's comical. Plates, the napkins. But you know what? They they did it to freaking Cinco de Mayo. So, I mean. That's, the commercialization of all these things, that's why I said we should not be surprised if this is hitting Juneteenth. The fact that Juneteenth has risen in popularity puts it in there with what they do for all the other holidays. And yes, we're going to be a little more offended because you guys have tried to buy and sell us forever. So, <laughs> fuck you. Y'all really don't <laughs> want to talk about the real history of it <laughs> at the end of the day, too. It's like, okay, a little bit of history. Juneteenth, which is also known as Emancipation Day or Freedom Day, is a commemoration of the day in 1865 in which enslaved Black Americans in Gaveston, Texas, were informed that the Civil War had ended and they were freed. And mind you, this was a year after the fact. Exactly. They were the last ones to be told because their slave owners wanted to keep them doing labor yeah they years after fact they their slave owners wanted to keep them doing labor another harvest for free so disgusting it's gross and to to see it like this and i don't know how true this is but apparently um whoever owns juneteenth copyright isn't even black so i hope that's not true but you never know these days i'm like were we that were we that behind on getting that patent? <laughs> like, I don't think any of us thought like, oh, that's something we should commodify. Probably. That's the difference. We just don't even go down that train of thought necessarily. That's the difference. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So let's go ahead and go to our next quick headline. This one isn't really a quick headline. More so a moment that happens this time every year 
time 100 most influential people. This list is always so much fun. The list is broken down into categories under artists, innovators, titans, leaders, icons, pioneers. Um, the cover stars this year are a lot of fun. Our girl Zendaya, as well as Tim Cook. I mean, Black Girl Magic personified, Prime Minister of Barbados, the New Republic, May Mockley, Mary J. Blige, and the new cutie in the Marvel Universe, C-Movie. Ashley, what do you think about this list? Do you care about it? Are you excited about it? You know, there's a lot of um, our faves on this list, by the way. Let me know your thoughts. So to be honest, I just went and looked at it for the sake of us talking about this on the pot in full because I saw some of the headlines, some of the top tiers who made it. And I was pleasantly surprised by certain people like the Jasmine Sullivan, my girl, yes, the director, the director yes. of Squid Games. Very yes. exciting. But then I saw Vladimir Putin and I girl, saw yes. Ron DeSantis and yes, I said, girl. hold the fuck up. Under leaders. Is yes. this the norm? Like we allow such controversial i shouldn't even say controversial there's no controversy about people who start wars do we allow this list to put people on it annually who are of this caliber like if hitler were alive would he be on the time 100 list girl girl i mean so in that case no i wasn't excited because i was like what the entire fuck is this (laughs) like no i was not excited I was like, this is, this disturbs me, actually. Disturbs me. This is in line with time, though. Time always, we like to ruffle feathers, for sure. Okay, well, in that case, your list means nothing to me, because fe- <laughs> feathers ruffled. If I were the folks who got on this list, I don't even know if I would still feel honored for the fact that my list is tied with these other people that's just me though like I love Issa love uh again Jasmine love Quinta love a lot of the folks who made it but nah dog it's a nah for me really it's a no for me so here's the deal um I'm not throwing the list away I've always followed it uh this uh time 100 just because it's just always fascinating to see who they decide to highlight and who writes about them Quest Love under Pioneers, under Icons, you have Mary J and Adele and John Baptiste, Keanu. I, I don't know if y'all really know how much I like really do enjoy Keanu. Like he's very endearing for me. Um, An agent like fine wine. <laughs> fine wine. Um, Titans. That's where Tim Cook is leading or the cover star for that. But we have Oprah and freaking Chris Jenner, which I thought was interesting. Written by Ryan Seacrest. Yes, yes. And uh, listen, it, as much as we talk trash about the Kardashians, no one can negate the brilliance of the machine. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's it to say? The devil, the works, devil works hard, hard but Chris Jenner, Jenner works, works harder. harder. People, one, one, one person in particular that I used to talk to, and I would say, if Chris Jenner writes a book, I'm going to read it, will get so upset with me. And I'm like, you cannot negate the business side of things. You may not agree with the way that they've acquired certain things, but the business mind to make it literally all of her children extremely wealthy. Yeah. Like, 
you it's can't percent of all of that you can't <laughs> negate you can't negate it so yeah i would read that book i'm sorry oh absolutely sorry absolutely. not sorry because i'm not apologizing i'm not apologizing i will read that book period yeah yeah that and and miss tina knows um larson's book for sure because it's like yo i need serena venus's mama to come out with a book does she have a book yet yo no she barely talks to write a book <laughs> publicly that is innovators zendaya my my favorite director of thor what is his name is it tika with witty i always mess up just, his name you know what i just think about him for who he date like the triangle that went on with him and rita and uh well, Tessa. He, started, he started dating rita before he was divorced but that's so again another... thinking about him a little bit more for his love life than for the uh the work stuff but i loved his turn in um uh our one ryan reynolds movie free guy oh yeah yeah was, that was a fun character <laughs> Yes. He was crazy, but it was fun. Ariana DeBose, which is super exciting, and Pete Davidson. So these are some of the pop culture people that, you know, pop culture pop, pop culture podcasts that they're worth mentioning. Excited to see them um, be mentioned in this magazine. And I just really want to talk about just two more things about this list. So Time also has a YouTube channel where they highlight their cover stars. And... I watched all the cover stars videos, but my favorite, and because we're just so proud of her, Zendaya, I wrote in my notes, I was like, she's not only starring and producing in HBO's one of the most high, highest rated shows ever. Euphoria, was, check out that recap. Check out that recap. She was in an Oscar nominated uh, for best picture movie in Dune, which is a series which is gonna be going on for a while. She was also in Spider Man No Way Home, which was one of the biggest box office hits of 2021. Like she is in her bag. Right Halle now. Berry also said that she is going to be bigger than she ever was. So to get wow. kudos from oh. someone of a Halle Berry. At this stage, she's only 25, 26 years old. Major. Zendaya's that girl. Major. And to speak of Black Girl Magic, the Prime Minister of Barbados, when talking about the separation with the crown, i.e. Queen Elizabeth, she talked about how she's a representative of her people and not so much a, a politician, but she said that is important for the young boys and girls of her country to see themselves in leadership. She's like, us separating and becoming a republic had nothing to do with hate, but had everything to do with self-love. And I was like, prophetic. Yes, Absolutely. Queen. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and for Black people to realize that we do belong in positions of power. Yes. White people are no more intelligent or capable than we yes. are. And she's like, just for our leaders to just inherit it by blood. She's like, no, this is nothing to. And I, you know, for me, that was a quick lesson in you can't be emotional when you make these boss moves. You just got to be like, these are the facts. You can you can spin it positively or negatively, whichever you need for the motivation. But you got to do what you got to do at the end of the day. So very, very impressed. 
So let's go on to our next quick headline. All right, I'm looking at USA Today. Kim Kardashian, 74-year-old May Musk, cover 2022 Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. So while we were gone, this magazine um, popular covers were announced and revealed. So I think it's hilarious that they have to give May's age before announcing her name. (laughs) That was a bit much, but Kim K, who is 41 years old, is on the cover, as well as our girl Sierra and newcomer. Her name is Yami New, are the four cover stars. And they are killing it. Did you have any thoughts on this year's, you know, cover stars? I mean, I think it's great that they're highlighting the diversity and beauty in women of all ages, shapes, sizes, ethnicities. Yeah. But I guess I'm not huge with Sports Illustrated just because I'm not the target audience, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But the women all looked beautiful. Sierra in particular. Yes. Girl. All these kids later, and you look like you ain't aged a day. Like, sis. Well, what I love about it. Okay, so I'm a magazine junkie. I was, because I mean, come on, we grew up in the early 2000s where unfortunately paparazzi was king. People Magazine was everything. Sports Illustrated was everything. And obviously, yes, I'm not the target audience, but when Beyonce was on the cover, major key. When Tyra Ashley, Banks. Yeah, Tyra Banks. And then, um, Ashley Graham was on the cover, major key. And so what I love is, you know, Sierra's 36, multiple children, Kim K, obviously multiple children, and then May, who is just stunning. I was actually quite disappointed when I found out that she was Elon Musk's mother. (laughs) But I was just so impressed by everything. And Sierra was just talking about how this was always a bucket list item for her. And I was Mm. like, I love that this was able to happen for you because, you know, she went through a lot of ebbs and, you know, peaks in, <laughs> um, in her career. And so what I don't like about in this particular article, they were like, Sierra married to Denver Broncos quarterback, Russell Wilson. I'm like, she's Sierra. <laughs> she stands on her own for sure. Yeah. So very cool. Thought it was fun to talk about. So let's go to our other quick headline. This is from Vogue. Every question you have about Bridgerton season three answered. Ashley, we have recapped Bridgerton season two. Please check it out. It's quite popular. So mm-hmm. you all need to. The gift that keeps on giving. Good old Bridgerton. You need to check that out. So here's the deal. When I did that recap, we knew season three was going to happen and we know they followed the books. Traditionally, well, if it was supposed to go according to book order, Benedict is the next one up. However, Shondaland threw a curveball and revealed that the season three is going to highlight Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherton's love story. So it's going to be really interesting how this is all going to happen. As I mentioned in that recap, we're already going to have a new showrunner. Um, we're going out of the sequence of the books and, you know, being Game of Thrones fans, we know how sometimes not having source material. I'm just joking. <laughs> That's real. Does not Actually, always work. 
It does not. But I have faith in Shondaland. I really do. Well, I think they're keeping their eye on the ball. They're not already thinking about the next project at Star Wars. (laughs) Just saying. Shay, friend. (laughs) Any thoughts on this switcheroo? Um, I was surprised because we had even talked about, you know, Benedict and mm, saying, you know, I'm not super excited, but then again, I wasn't excited for Anthony. So I was curious how they're going to do things. But I guess the biggest shock for me is that it's their love story. Again, having not read the books, I didn't think they were ever going to get together. I thought Penelope and him were going to, she was going to have unrequited love and then eventually move on with somebody else. So the fact that it is their love story I am curious to see how this is going to go because how is he suddenly going to, you know, notice her? What's going to be the catalyst for that shift from friendship to romantic? And then if you think about it, this is our first non kind of diverse pairing between lovers. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, how's this going to go in that way too? How are we going to keep up with the diversity that we're so used to in the Bridgerton universe you know what I mean not that any of our other characters are going to go away but it's just been so highlighted prominently in the first two seasons so and I think part of the reason why it's been wildly popular as well Mm -hmm. yeah so I am I am curious because because we're already invested in them as characters and I'm just how how's the shift going to happen so I am curious I'm curious too, because when I say she is in the friend zone right now, hard, <laughs> so hard. He even had that little comment off remark with his little group of friends. Like, I don't look at her like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like, remember back in the day when Justin Timberlake said he looked at Britney Spears like his little sister. We knew that was a lie. This <laughs> has always felt very authentic. <laughs> So I'm just, I'm really, I'm really intrigued as to, and how are you going to pull out those feels? Cause I mean, reggae, that's not really that hard to do. Anthony had to work for it, but he succeeded. He did. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. And how, how is this going to impact Lady Whistledown? Like, is she going to be one who lets love distract her from work or is she going to balance both or is it going to shift? Like, how is that going to play into it? Yeah, I really appreciate this. All I know is I need to see more Cantonese in season three. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, is it going to be hot? Because to be honest with you, as a viewer, they're both very vanilla. They're very, very vanilla for me. And I'm not talking about their skin tone. I'm talking about <laughs> the spice, the heat, the jaja. And I'm saying that for the characters on the show because Nicola in real life, I love. Gorgeous. Love. She's the face of one of my favorite makeup artists, um, Pat McGrath. And she has, she's the face of the line. Oh my gosh, gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, they intentionally make her this wallflower character. So that's what I'm saying. Like they're both very, eh, meh. He needs to grow a beard or something. I don't know. We don't see because again, I was not feeling Anthony, and he glowed up for season two. He sure two. did. He sure did. But like we, I would say, beards save lives. Beards okay. save <laughs> lives. Our next quick headline. This is from Variety. Pete Davidson, Kate McKenna, Addie Bryant. Cal Mooney expected to exit SNL. So this is a little bit of an older um, 
a headline, but it says all the all the things we need to know. Uh, their last show was the season finale of their 47th season. And yeah, this is a pretty large exodus <laughs> when it comes to cast members. I think the last time something this many cast members left at once is when Jason Sudeikis left. And everybody, every time something like this happens, everybody wonders, oh my goodness, what's going to happen next? You know, how is the show going to survive? And in this article, they also mentioned that NBC declined uh, to make any producers available for comments, so they don't want to talk about it. Pete Davidson and Kate McKenna, I really, I'm not surprised. I'm not actually not surprised about Addie either because we've seen them in projects outside SNL, frankly. Kyle, I have not seen him so much. Um, you know, AD has that show on Hulu. Kate has been in so many movies. She, he's freaking Car- Carol Baskin in the Peacock um, Tiger King reenactment show. And then, of course, Pete Davidson is dating a billionaire the most famous woman in the world <laughs> <laughs> are you surprised by any of these exits and what do you think is going to happen to snl i don't know you know i'm not an snl super fan by any means i catch things here and there snippets when you know based on who the artist is or who the host is and things like that i haven't I guess the nostalgia of SNL still lives in the past for me when there was the comics of an era that probably I kind of idolized a little bit more than today's comics. Like so yeah, like yeah, even beyond that, like Bill Murphy, like a lot yeah, of like yeah. our epic comedians that we Eddie Murphy <laughs> exactly grew up with. Though that's still like I don't I've never felt like SNL has even gotten back to necessarily that era, and that's probably just my age. But I am curious, is, does this spell the end of the relevance just because some of these comics have been helping to keep the show relevant, i.e. Pete Davidson, right? Mm. I'm not sure because there's so much competition and as competition grows, you just never know if these long-standing staples are going to be able to continue to go on the way that they have. Yeah, Pete Davidson wasn't doing that much heavy lifting on SNL. David and I kind of still watch, especially if there, if there's a hosts that we're excited about um like with simu well i say relevance because in pop culture for anybody who does not watch snl on a regular basis yeah he was a big draw to push back to the fact that hey snl's still around you know things are still going on for you and david you guys watch it regularly so well yeah and we love weekend updates michael che is actually very adamant about okay Um, My time here is um, the writing is on the wall, Um, but he was not a part of this particular grouping for this exit. It should be interesting. Kate McKinnon, I remember the transition when she was just a background player to being one of the most pivotal people on that freaking show. I mean, the things that she did for with Hillary Clinton and oh, Lord, Senator Elizabeth Warren freaking uh mayor giuliani (laughs) you know what i mean like he was so versatile and so at the end of the day people always move on yeah no no no, i'm just saying in terms of just for the dialogue for the conversation's sake like Kristen wig maya rudolph all of those folks they everyone always moves on like besides come back too yeah and besides keenan you know 
that's that's usually expected because the, your yeah. career trajectory keeps moving forward. Yeah, and with Keenan, it should be interesting because I know his show has been canceled. So who knows yeah. if he's going to be making that jump anytime soon? And he's getting a divorce, unfortunately. So and isn't he the longest running cast member now yes. ever? Yeah, so... and he got that title like several seasons ago. So. And you know what? He may be gunning for you know eventually moving to some of the more behind the scenes leadership types since he's been on the show for so long. You just never know. You never know. All right, Ashley, let's go ahead and get into our hot topic this week. I never thought the day would come, but a Kardashian is in our hot topic. It's happened before. It's happened before. I know, but like, really, I was- the only one who consistently has been talked about. Her and Kim. Yeah. Courtney and Kim are the two mainstays. Yeah, that's true. Because Chloe be making- well, Chloe just upset me again when she released, I guess, yes! a statement yes! saying, I'm sad that this is the perception of Tristan. He has so many good qualities. It's upsetting that our, our personal stuff has overshadowed it. Like, stop, stop it. Somebody stop like, it. can you be a good person and be a serial cheater? Is that, is that an oxymoron? Like, but it's not even that. This is not your battle to fight, sis. Like, <sighs> let, let that go. Let it go, please. Well, you can tell all the Kardashians believe in not bashing their baby's father. So there's a difference between not bashing and keeping your mouth shut. There's a difference. <laughs> you don't have to speak on that man to not bash him. You know what I'm saying? If he has publicly humiliated her in such a visceral way, like I cannot. Okay, so for happier times, Travis Barker, Courtney Kardashian got married for the third time i'm joking so the first time we talked about they no were... it is the third time <laughs> it is that's why i was kind of over it i was like wait again more my god they did the vegas thing because why not and then in california you have to get married in the states if you're getting married like abroad or whatever and so that's exactly what they did. They got married in a very Italian Dolce and Gabbana kind of way. They got married in a lavish ceremony at Villa Olivita, a house on the estate of Domenico Dolce and Stefano Gabbana. This is according to British Vogue. I'm looking at the insider. The reception was held at um, a castle that was from the 16th century and that's according to people um yeah we got to talk about all the basics when it comes to weddings okay what were your thoughts on the dress I loved it but see I like I like edgy I prefer edgy and Courtney brought it for me wearing basically lingerie she wore lingerie Ashley with that veil that matched Travis's tattoo like ah I was a thousand percent for it I loved it so here's the deal. It was a very D&G um, when it comes to the fashion about the whole family, actually. And there were all types of misses for me. <laughs> okay, so to the wedding dress. I didn't enjoy, I love a good corset moment, but I just was not in love with all the, the ribbing and all that. And like you, like you said, it's a lot of lace, a lot of lingerie. 
moment. But it was so them. Like that's my, even if yeah, that's my thing. It matched them. But what I loved and could not get over was that freaking veil and the fact that it matched the tattoo on the top of his head was everything. Yeah. Um, I I loved how <clears throat> Italian, Gothic, Catholic, everything was with like the deep red like carpeting and um the, the crosses. I appreciated the mood. My only question was for the couple, yes, it is them, but for the rest of the family, was this just like cosplay like I don't know like it just felt a little inauthentic to me in that regard so are they Catholic because they are I don't think they are so that is an excellent point as to could it be seen as semi-sacrilegious to theme out something that for some people has a very deeper meaning in terms of religion I think Travis might be maybe Okay. If he is, that lends some authenticity to it versus, yes, yes, you guys playing dress up, (laughs) basically. But out of all the sisters, um, let's talk about our favorite looks. For me, it was uh, Chloe. Chloe actually came. Thousand percent. But why were, why did I feel like Kim and Chloe were dressed so differently than Kylie and Kendall? Because they were more floral. They were very floral, but I mean, Everything is DNG, so I'm sure it was a variation of the collection. Because even with um, Travis' daughters and Penelope, they had floral moments too. Um, yeah, I don't know. With maybe him, because I didn't watch it, I was like, were they not standing up there with her? You know what I mean? Because it just yeah. it, it clashed to me if they were all up there at the altar versus if they had different roles or you know what I mean. Like yeah. that was when it clashed for me. Like when I saw them all together, I was like. I don't like this. Well, I'm glad that you say that because when their looks came together, it just looked all over the place. And even her, Courtney's black look with um, the blue liner, I was like, I'm not in love with this. And it was like the Virgin Mary on in the middle. It was a recycled a Kim dress, apparently. Yo, yo, yes, <laughs> yes. But Chris looked good. Chris looked good. The other thing that was interesting about this wedding was where were all the men? There was no Corey or obviously Tristan, even though he was invited, surprisingly. Did Pete make it? He didn't he make did it. Not because because he of was SNL. His final show, yes. Because I saw something about how, uh, read how Kim Kardashian kept Pete close, but I'm assuming that was just with the nail thing or something it they was were alluding just to. The nail. Yes. Yeah, not him actually being present. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they looked like they had a great time. Kendall finally, you know, was out with her boo, her NBA boo. Devin, he looked good. So cute. Mm-hmm. So cute. Yeah, he's a cutie. I loved the just the the get the getaway to Italy because that's on my, my list. Mine so. too. Can we go together and get some cannolis and pasta? <laughs> Yeah, one of my favorite restaurants that I got to eat at in Chicago gave me a taste of some authentic Italian. Literally, they were speaking Italian. Yeah. Our waiter had such a thick accent. I said, oh, you know, this food is about to be good, okay? <laughs> you know, that's one of my favorites. I love Italian food. It's my absolute favorite. We went to Boston, David and I, and we went to their world-famous cannoli place. I obviously forgot the name just now, but 
there are a few times David and I have had like uh fugasms and <laughs> that was one of them um a person at work was like yeah go to this place when you're in Boston we went there and we were just like whoa whoa and it's so funny because they have pictures of like celebrities and I think Bill Clinton was on the wall so they're world famous <clears throat> leave the gun take the cannoli godfather <laughs> <laughs> all right so um they had the great and uh Andrea Buccelli perform Elvis Presley for their first dance which looked kind of awkward because somebody was like why is he singing in front of them like usually the singer is in the background and the couple what was the song i can't help falling in love it's the elvis presley famous yes i i love the rendition of crazy rich asians though that's why i asked because i figured that was the song and apparently during the reception they played all the small things and the crowd went wild all right, Ashley, my final question for you is, um, were you surprised by how much of their wedding was available on social media? No, absolutely not. They are the freaking Kardashians. Even Courtney, as quiet as she wants her life to be, is a Kardashian baby, and they make their money off the spectacle of their lives. So absolutely not. Alabama, North, their TikTok and um, Instagram stories were on fire. Uh, Kylie, Kendall. And that's the youth. What else do they do? That's the youth right there. (laughs) Yeah. So congratulations to the very happy PDA. (laughs) Yes. Live y'all best lives. First of all, Courtney gives me so much hope that you can find your soulmate in your 40s, baby. Okay. I love it. And I hate to say it like this, but it's like, was she ever happy with Scott? I she loved Scott. I just think that just unfortunately too much happened. And yes, he will always be the father of her children. And we all wish Scott the best. But he was not the forever man for her. So. Oof. All right. So. And it bees like that, Scott. And it bees like that. Yeah. We have a microdose. So I finally caught up. I know you watched it way sooner than I did, but season two, Bling Empire, Netflix, we need to discuss. So I had a lot of emotions <laughs> for this for this season because I don't think I really disliked too many people um, in season one. It was just more so getting to know you kind of deal. But now that we're in season two, things are starting to marinate and I'm able to form my opinions on a few people, i.e. freaking Kim and Kane. They were trash this season. (laughs) I mean, where to begin? As I said in my text, accurate. I um, I was really disappointed by the shift, I think, because to your point, season one was not about the drama. It was really about highlighting, almost coming off of the, the fanfare of Crazy Rich Asians, yes. right? And like highlighting, yes. oh, we're the real life, these people, and we're still normal, even though we live these extravagant lives. And, and, we're all friends. and yeah. now we're getting into the bull. 
Now yeah. we're getting into the petty. Now we're getting into the traumas and the drama. Yes, we had that some with um, the relationship last season with, what's her name? Anna. Not Anna. The one whose boyfriend was tripping. Oh, yeah, Kelly. Kelly. And that, Andrew. That was the one thing that rocked me in season one was Kelly and Andrew. But yeah. season two was, yeah, there was a lot of trash going on. So, like... Kane being the gossip and always preferencing it as I care about my friends just got really, really weak for me. First, it was how he did Christina or Christine, I'm sorry, and Anna. And then what he ultimately did to Kevin and Kim. I don't even know which one is worse. I mean, honestly, because when we finally got the face-to-face with Christine and, and Anna, Anna was letting it rip. She was, she was like, you scared of me? You scared of me? And she's like, I will come for you. My, liar, my lawyers will come for you. And Christine, I, I'm not going to lie. She does come off a bit inauthentic sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Um, because she does seem so obsessed with like the labels and how wealthy she is and how her her husband is like part of a Chinese dynasty. Like, you know what I mean? Like she gives- She gives new money. She gives yes. new money versus yes. Anna gives old money. Yes, 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 yes. Gilded age. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for knowing exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> um, but I mean, which, which conflict was worse to you? I'm curious, like, what were your thoughts? Um, I definitely felt more upset by the way that Kane inserted himself in the Kevin and Kim situation. I think for a couple of reasons, one of the biggest is Kevin is supposed to be your best friend. So if Kevin is your best friend, you definitely have the conversation with him before you go gossiping behind his back to Kim, because even as a viewer, I saw that Kevin was really being intentional in the way that he was treating Kim. And to his point, that was before. So how can y'all try to judge me for something that happened previously before I set out my intentions towards Kim? And Kim's bringing her own baggage from her previous relationship and issues. So it just really muddied the water so much for me. And so it caused me as a viewer just to feel very frustrated. And then once Kane was basically confronted with this he played victim that pissed me off more than anything well you know Kane also showed his real colors interacting with Dorothy yes yes when she at first I was like is she being rude because I knew her a little bit because she was on the rich kids of Beverly Hills which was an e um, reality show that's how we know Morgan Stewart exactly Johnson um, and I knew they were kind of like the mean rich girls. So to me, I was like, well, is she just being mean to, to Kane? But then but see, I was like, no. Dorothy I was never mean. Yeah, Dorothy was never mean so to was me. was it just Morgan? Morgan was, yes, Morgan was more the mean, court, like quips, having the, the insults. And, you know, mm-hmm. she knows she's very quick with her mouth. Yeah. Which, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you'd be like, oh, hold on. I have to choke you out. But anyway, it was never Dorothy for me in that scenario. So Dorothy coming on this show, I was kind of like, oh, Dorothy seemed like she's almost like kind of acting Queen Bee-ish for a minute. So I was like, wait a second, has Dorothy changed? Did Fane get to her head? Mm-hmm. And then I got to see that more as the season's going on. I was like, oh no, it's definitely Kane. Because it's even, a thousand percent Kane. Even the interaction at, like, I don't know that what lunch Kane has. Jamie? 
I don't know what Kane has gone through, but I can tell he doesn't do well with confrontation. Oh and that's gosh. something that he's he going to need to work on. Yeah, that's he something he's... And then he doesn't want to talk about it all of a sudden. Like, we need yes. to move past this. I'm not dwelling on this. I don't have time for this. Like, you need to see about that because that's something Messy. within... That's a trigger within you that you need to work on, clearly. Well, what she said, when she told the story about... He's Anna Delvey. A... <laughs> like, oh my I don't gosh. have time for this. I don't have time for this. <laughs> but when Dorothy gave the story about being at the gym... And he was wanting to talk to her. She didn't want anything to do with him. And then he makes the complaint that he was being harassed by her. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding But me. even the thing with him trying to one-up her friend on social media and all this stuff, I was like, Kane, what is really going on with you? But and he's obviously insecure. So that's the thing with the... The, the facials. The, what he was getting done to his face really freaked me out. I could barely even watch that scene. Girl. Like, don't, putting that thing up his nose. But again, I just think there's other things that have gone on with Kane that we don't get privy to on the show we don't yeah and, and so and i think it might have something to do with his culture and maybe how he might his identify. family it seems um, like possibly and he also was a chubby kid too so uh, you know i feel like there's a level of uh, probably anxiety there another part about this season we got a little bit more insight on kevin and how he is currently in aa i thought this was I really appreciated this storyline. I appreciated his vulnerability with like literally the world. And um, I was seeing Kevin hard this season. I was was seeing Kevin. And and I was so heartbroken because again, he's giving more of himself and, and wanting more out of his relationship with Kim. And she asked him for a freaking lie, lie detector test. I could not. And then after, and then played him, like had him do all of that. And then still, I still don't trust you. You know what, Kevin, you need to move forward. You need to move on. She's not the one. And I do, I, you know, obviously his anger outbursts were not okay. But when he said, what else do you want from me? You want me to cry? I do understand that to an extent, because sometimes men don't have appropriate outlets when it comes to emotions um but Kim was trash for that and mm-hmm. she stood him up and had him go through the ring of fire and was like ah oh, maybe maybe next time but she had to make it I hate when people patronize you and make it seem like why are you upset what is there to be upset about like you know I'm I was interested in you I've been making my intentions clear you have me do all these things then you say oh actually you're not really interested you don't trust me all of this and then you play me when I tell you like I really express myself to you play me and say oh you're taking this too seriously da 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 Kim by the end of the season it's a no for me it's a no it's a no I'm not saying you should be written off the show (laughs) because everybody needs needs their shine but I was not a fan Kim not at all not at all oh Uh, the last thing I was about to mention about Kane the last insertion the friendship situation with the one chick who her and her husband were not on this season I can't think of her name that's where I was gonna go that that is none of your business Sheree and Jesse it came out that there was some overlapping in relationships when it, when it comes to this couple and they were very much involved in the show. But once this particular bit of news came out, they were MIA and apparently they have unfollowed everyone from the cast. And um, yeah, so for those who don't know and don't mind a spoiler, 
Jesse was married with children. He met Cherie, who was with, in a relationship with someone else and they got together and now they have children. And the big deal about them was last season, uh, she proposed to him because he kept dragging his feet. But now it makes sense because they kept saying on the show, oh, you know, the front feng shui has to be right for him to propose. And it had been years and she had two children. But who knows? Was he, was he fully divorced? Like, who and knows? where are these other children that he shares with his now ex? I mean, it's messy. But the fact that they focus it on Kane's feelings, I was like, this has nothing to do with to you. Do it. Uh, and then he was like, I'm so hurt. We're supposed to be friends. But you're talking about her behind her back literally in front of her it took paula abdul to stop the conversation (laughs) (laughs) paula looked great paula looked awesome and then anna is just one of those she's a a citric wealthy person for me like i don't know if i get her (laughs) i think i don't always understand what she's saying that's one thing i almost needed to turn on my subtitles this season because half of the stuff she said i was like i'm not catching it i'm not getting it and i think she goes a little too overboard to me with the supposedly not caring and all this because i don't feel like she's always very respectful with her interactions with people Mm -hmm. and that's even with her interactions with uh christine like i get it that you guys don't get along and things like that but christine is never disrespectful towards you and that i don't necessarily agree with because christine's never really done anything to you okay so i'm not always a fan of her interactions with people I can't believe Kevin was out here busting up all her crystal though. That's besides the point. Um, <laughs> and she was just like, oh, don't worry about it. I was like, that's when you rich, rich. I would have been rich, devastated. Rich. Two more things. Have you ever had your vagina get a sun bath? Whoa. Whoa. That was not where I thought this conversation you know, was going. To answer the question. I was going for the shock value, but Kelly is out here. <laughs> getting to know herself both inside and out and that includes putting her lady parts to the side to get re-energized you know the first person i heard talk about that was shailene woodley so it's not a shocker but i think i, I was that. yeah shailene woodley used to talk about that but one thing that i was shocked by is that that was that lady's job i was like how much do you get paid she's in la it's it's a thing I, i'm pretty sure <laughs> it's crazy good for you ma'am and finally and she was cute too. I liked her style. Mm-hmm. Um, how did this season end? And when are we getting more episodes? So confused as to why they brought Andrew back for the finale and why he was at Anna's house. Yes, Clearly Kelly has moved on. We as an audience have moved on. Nobody wants to see you guys together. Nobody's no rooting for this couple. So I'm not sure why. Maybe just eye candy, but mm, I don't need it. Um, and I'm not sure if they're going to do another season. Again, I felt almost like if this if this was the last season I would be okay because of how they kind of have navigated this season I didn't love it I felt some type of way about the level of drama that suddenly got inserted I wondered how much was real how much is fake and then you know Kane is now on the freaking Oppenheimer Oppenheim group website as a realtor so I'm like is he about to show up on Selling Sunset yes girl Kane is on Oppenheim group realtor website listed as an agent well you know he's the face of fenty beauty in uh south asian markets i believe and did not 
yeah he's met rihanna and everything so yeah i'm just i'm I'm curious as to what the future may hold for this series i think some of the folks on there will want to keep it going for the sake of continuing to propel their own platforms and brands and all of that but as a personally from an audience standpoint i'm not excited for a season three oh whoa whoa yeah um, there's rumors of a spinoff, Dorothy in New York, so Bling Empire New York, so she'll be the lead of that, which makes sense because, again, she came in, which was great to see her. Um, yeah, she belongs in this cast, for sure. You know, but, you know, it's it's not surprising if she were to anchor a show, so we will see. Um, we didn't even talk about this, but, you know, with all the things going on in Netflix, who knows what the future holds. <laughs> and I cannot believe I forgot to say this. One, the Mexican pizza is back at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is the real thing, too. Congratulations, Rihanna. She gave birth to a baby boy. We have no name, no pictures. Apparently she gave birth to the baby in the States, but they're planning on raising him in Barbados. That's the latest. As she has said multiple times. I appreciate that because that dropped when I was on vacation. I was like, oh, Rihanna had her baby. And then I just never looked at anything else. So I realized she had a baby boy. I'm curious what this name is going to look like. Yes. It'll be. The baby boy is going to be beautiful either way. Oh, no doubt. No (laughs) doubt. But yes, very much congratulations, Riri. All right. What are we recapping next week? All right, guys. Next week, we're going to do a little light and fun coming off the heels of our, you know, a little darker with the Batman. We're going to talk about (laughs) Senior Year on Netflix. Dropped May 13th. If you haven't checked it out, it is led by rebel wilson i keep wanting to call her rumor willis it is led by (laughs) rebel wilson it is a comedy almost two hours fun kind of throwback to the 90s early aughts era of high school so enjoy if you haven't checked it out and come back and check out the recap thank you so much ashley thank you girls see you guys bye